Turn with me in your Bibles to Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is probably the most popular psalm and quite possibly one of the most popular passages in the entire Bible. Sadly, it's abused and used as a piece of candy and tossed about to those that don't really have any idea what it's talking about. They love to go into it and take comfort, especially in difficult times, maybe even at funerals, and give it to each other like it's theirs to pass around. I'm here this morning to tell you I'm taking it back. This is my psalm. I want it to be your psalm, and it should be our psalm. This psalm has some conditions in it to get the blessings at the end of it. To think that you deserve verse 6, you better be living verse 1. And I want to focus on verse 1. As, as I read it to you, please pay attention to the entire psalm through the eyes of verse 1. The rest of the psalm will make sense if we can grasp the lesson in the first verse. Please follow along with me as I read Psalm 23 to you. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me, and the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. It's said often when you read a psalm like this, You could spend an entire sermon on one verse. Well, I don't have a whole sermon, but I'm only going to focus on the first half of verse 1. I want to go over these five words, one at a time, and only these five, praying that the rest of the psalm makes sense to you. First of all, the. This is a word to indicate that a following noun is going to be unique or particular. It's singular, it's individual. It's unlike any other. It's unparalleled, it's unprecedented, it's by itself. Focus on with me that he is not a God. He is the God. He's not in competition with other gods or anything else. 1 Kings 8.23 states, No God like thee. 1 Thessalonians 1.9 says, The living and true God. Singular, particular, individual. The second word, Lord, Jehovah. I am that I am. He doesn't need anything else, and he certainly doesn't need us, which makes him all the more powerful. 
the God of Israel. Do you know him? Last night we had opportunity to listen to my king. Do you know him? Do you understand him? Right. We certainly aren't short on information over the last few weeks that we've heard about this great God and his attributes. In 1 Kings 18 it says, The Lord, he is the God. Amen. The Lord, he is the God. Right. If you didn't get it the first time. He is the God. In researching the God, I found it particularly interesting in Ezra 1.3 as Cyrus was making the decree to send his people back. In parentheses, there are four words. He is the God. Amen. I love it. I'll leave the rest of the explanation of our God to our pastor in a few minutes. The third word is, not was, not has been, not will be, is. He is currently. He is presently. It's already happening. David wasn't looking for a relationship with the Lord. He had one right then, right now. How about you? Do we have a relationship with the Lord that is presently ongoing? This is a present tense. Now. Today. Psalm 73 verse 25 says, Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none on earth that I desire besides thee. Right then, David had a relationship. There are times we pray for things to come to pass in the future. There are times we are thankful for things that have come to pass. Right now, we need to have a relationship with the Lord that is presently ongoing. The fourth word, possibly my favorite, possibly the most powerful one, my. This is relating to me, myself, especially as a possessor or an object of an action. It needs to be your. It needs to be mine. This is not a phrase describing our. This is personal. This is not the whole congregation. There are psalms, there are verses that mention the whole congregation. This is not one of them. This is you. It says that he is the shepherd of Israel in Psalm 80, verse 1. But this is my. Yes, yes, go for it. It says that he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Right. But he's my God, and he needs to be your God, individually, specifically. Yes. It doesn't say they, them, flock, or sheep. It says my. How often do we find ourselves praying to my God? I, I make many prayers. Lord God of heaven and earth, the God of my father, the God of my grandfather. How often do I pray my God? A couple of examples. Moses said my God. Micaiah, Nehemiah, Solomon, Isaiah, Daniel, Joel, we have David here, and we have the Lord Jesus Christ, just to name a few, that had a personal relationship yes. that could say, my God. Yes. The fifth word, shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. We don't live in a society to where we completely understand or have the fullest knowledge of this word. But give me your ears for a minute. 
to guide or to guard in the manner of a shepherd, to shepherd something. This theme is used throughout the Bible. You might think, wow, to take the great God of heaven and to bring him down to a shepherd, isn't that in some way diluting his power and his might? I say no way. It makes it all the more powerful to know that the great God of heaven would come down and be my shepherd. That's right. David knew what a shepherd was. When Samuel came to anoint him, he was out with the sheep. David knew what it meant to protect his sheep. It said at an early age, when he first was being presented to us in 1 Samuel, he had already had to protect his flock from a bear and from a lion. And that was early on. You might think, a shepherd for David? Yes, it says that he was a mighty man of war. It says that he was a, a great man in that way, but he was also a shepherd. Right. David wrote these words this way, using the word shepherd, that we might not completely understand by inspiration, and it's been preserved for us. And so I find it important that we know what a shepherd is. Yes. Could the Lord have used some different example for us to explain his leading us and guiding us? that would make sense to to us in 2012? Absolutely. But he picked this word for a reason. This particular word helps us realize where we stand before him as his sheep. We are completely in his control. We know there's bears and lions out there from examples including David, but we have the great shepherd out there protecting us from them. David also knew that the Lord was the greatest shepherd. Having been a shepherd himself, he could go to the Lord in this way and have knowledge of it like we should, of what the Lord is as far as our shepherd goes. I ask you a few questions, thinking about a shepherd. Have you ever felt the tender nudging of a shepherd keeping you in the way? Amen. Have you ever felt the stern prodding of a shepherd keeping you in the way. That's right. Have you ever awoke at night thinking as a sheep with a shepherd? Have you ever awoke at night and seen your shepherd still awake? Standing over his flock? Have you ever been reassured by the calming voice of a sheep that knows his shepherd's voice? In studying for this, I found some information about sheep. They have a unique ability to recognize voices. And that would be very important when the shepherd was telling you to do something or trying to guide you somewhere. Are you thankful for your shepherd? Amen. This is our psalm, and I want it to be your psalm, and I'm going to make it my psalm. Have you strived this week, and will you strive, even today as we hear the preaching, to have this kind of a relationship that the Lord is your shepherd? Will you be a sheep and not a goat in this relationship? That he's not having to beat you all the time, but that he can tenderly, compassionately guide you. Right. A closing thought. There was one shepherd that when the sheep had all fallen asleep, stood up 
to a pack of wolves that came for him. And as they circled in around him, he gave himself to protect his flock. Amen. Yes. He's the great shepherd. Amen. Have you seen that shepherd stand in front of you to protect you from the bears and lions? He shed his blood for you. He was the great shepherd. Let us have that relationship that he calls us to.